Have you ever truly considered what food really is? I mean, like, really, really thought about what you're taking into your body. And I don't just mean what your taste buds are savoring. Oh, no. I mean what you're taking into your being. Mentally, spiritually, emotionally, and physically. You see, guys, we are so groomed to think of food as what we nourish our bodies with and what we excite our palates with. But honestly, the definition of food goes so much more beyond that. And in today's episode, I want to explore this reality with you. Hello, podcast listeners, and welcome to the Pamela John Thomas podcast, where I help busy professionals unlock the true power of total health and wellness through whole person health edification. I'm your host, Pamela John Thomas, family nurse practitioner and serial health coach. Join me here every other week as I delve into ditching the traditional medicine philosophy we've all come to know and hate, and instead learn to embrace holistic health to become the best version possible of ourselves. Hey guys, welcome back. And thanks for tuning in to another episode of the Pamela John Thomas podcast. So let's get right to it, shall we? Food. (laughs) Who doesn't love food, right? If you're from South Louisiana like me, your life probably evolves around food. I mean, there's crawfish, gumbo. Red beans and rice, oh my gosh, all of these savory foods are foods for the soul right here in the Bayou State. So much so that we have one of the highest obesity rates in the nation here in Louisiana. But I'll come back to that point later. So what is the true definition of the word food? The Britannica Dictionary definition of food is a substance consisting essentially of protein, carbohydrate, fat, and other nutrients used in the body of an organism to sustain growth and vital processes and furnish the organism with energy. Boy, Britannica sure makes food sound pretty boring. No wonder the human race has come up with innumerable ways to make it exciting, even if it means sacrificing our health for it. Well, as an integrative nutrition coach, which if anyone's interested, you might want to check out INN, Integrative Nutrition Program, which actually teaches you all about food and about holistic health and how to approach food from that attitude. It's actually a great program, to be honest with you. It's what educated me to view food quite differently 
as more than just nutrients and energy for my body to live and thrive on. Instead, this program taught me that there are actually two types of food out there. So again, if anyone is interested in learning more about food itself or even interested in learning more about food and health and how the two are actually intertwined and maybe even taking it to a level of helping others out here to reprogram themselves when it comes to learning about food, I would highly recommend INN. It's a great program, offers a lot of great information. It makes you think more and not just accept what you've been told. But anyway, the program actually, one of its main components, which we are discussing here today, introduces the two types of food that we as human beings actually take in. And the first one is called primary food. And the second one is, ta-da, imagine this, secondary food. But we're going to look at primary food first. And just to be clear, the reason why I am discussing this with you is because I truly believe that we have this unhealthy relationship with food in general here in America. It's unfortunate. And these unhealthy choices that we have made or these unhealthy connections, I should say, that we have made with food have caused our health to significantly decline. So that is one of the reasons why I am hard pressed to feel like I have to have a discussion about this with you because I want to make you aware. You know, awareness really changes things. It's like I said, when I went back to the point, I can go back to the point where I earlier talked about edifying your whole person. It's really educating yourself, making yourself more aware is what I mean. So again, let me get right back to my point so I don't hop on a soapbox there. Primary food and secondary food. Those are the two types of foods that we as human beings encounter. So again, looking at primary food first. According to Integrative Nutrition, again, the program that helped me to reevaluate how I view food and it's why I want to help you and also even helped me more so reinforce my desire to see a change in America's healthcare system recognizes primary food as of course the initial type of food that we take in as human beings and it has four core areas the first one being healthy relationships the second one being engaging in regular physical activity The third being a fulfilling career. Ooh, how many of us have that, right? (laughs) And the fourth being a regular spiritual practice that we actively engage in. So those are the four core areas of primary food. Once again, healthy relationships, regular physical activity, a fulfilling career, and a regular spiritual practice. So, It is quite natural for us as human beings to desire to be in healthy relationships with one another, to experience feelings of accomplishment, to both receive love and to give love, to fully express ourselves, to take on new adventures, and to connect one-on-one with a higher power. We hunger for all of these things, which is why we must learn to retrain our minds 
to recognize them as our primary form of food because essentially they nourish and they fuel our entire being, our full zest for life. Let's delve a bit further with a few examples here, right? Just to give you a clearer picture of how primary food is just that primary, just that important. So you can think back to a time, the last time you had a really good time. I mean, really enjoyed yourself, right? Perhaps you were with family or close friends. You were engaging in stimulating conversation with them, laughing uncontrollably, just thoroughly enjoying their company, feeling great and not having a care in the world. Do you remember just how good that felt? How great it felt to be carefree in that moment? It was relaxing and more than likely made you feel really good about your life. Or here's another example to consider. You've been promoted. Ah, that fulfilling career. In your job to a position you've long desired for quite some time. The manager that hired you raved about how qualified you were. What an awesome job you do. And how lucky the company was to have you. You're at the top of your A-game in your career and you're feeling as though you've arrived, honey. With your career dreams accomplished, you're feeling empowered to level up in other areas of your life. You're feeling great about life right now. And boy, what a high that will give you, right? What a high it will give a person to have a fulfilling career, especially a busy professional. Because usually busy professionals like yourselves, you're really driven. You're really engaged in what you do. You're really focused. You're problem solvers. You love taking things to the next level. You love taking on the next project. So imagine having that feeling of, wow, I've arrived in my career, right? It's a great feeling. It really gives you a zest to keep pushing. Here's another example, okay? You've come to the realization that starting your day off with quiet time in prayer with a higher power makes the entire day just flow so much better. So you decide to be intentional about spending 30 minutes in your quiet space prior to getting ready for work each day. Now, when you get to your job, the problems are still there. Your boss immediately approaches you, starts complaining about problems you need to address right away. You've got a ton of emails to reply to. And to add fuel to the fire, two of your nurses called in, leaving your unit severely short-staffed. But instead of immediately feeling frustrated and overwhelmed, your spiritual zen kicks in, reminding you that life is not perfect and that all will be okay. Because of your intentional connection with your spirituality earlier that morning, you are able to better handle the drama of your day. You don't feel so consumed by negativity and your energy remains positive and others around you, including your nagging boss, can feel it. 
in spite of all of the confusion, you managed to not only experience a productive day, but you also help everyone else too as well. Wow. What a difference that it made in this situation when that person decided to take on engaging in a spiritual practice, primary food. Can you see where I'm going with this? I'm trying to point out to you that primary food, it fuels your spirit. It fuels your mind. It fuels your emotions, which ultimately helps you in how you respond to things. This is why primary food is so important. And it's so often overlooked in our healthcare system. You see, primary food fuels us with the energy we need for our will, not only to live, but to thrive. It is a vital component of our everyday well-being. Now, primary food, of course, again, those things that aren't actually food substances that we eat. Primary food. I need you to remember that and I need you to start thinking about how important it is and that it is actually a food that you need. You just take it in in a different way. It's not used there to supply cells with energy. No, it's used basically to give your entire life energy, to give you a will to live. Just like I said, not only to live, but to thrive. So that's primary food. Definitely something to start considering. But now we can turn to secondary food, which everybody knows what secondary food is, right? I mean, I think if you know what the primary food is and it wasn't the food you put on your plate, then now you've probably picked up that secondary food is the food that you put on your plate. So this is the food that your body requires in order to receive its nourishment and its energy to function each and every day. It's also very essential. It is. However, there's a catch with secondary food. Unfortunately, what often happens with secondary food is that it goes beyond serving its only real purpose, which again is to nourish the body, to help the body grow, to help the body produce the energy that it needs to survive. It goes beyond that. And the reason for that is because so many of us are lacking in our primary food. We're not getting what we need from primary food, from our primary food sources. So when we aren't satisfied in our relationships, when we don't regularly engage in physical activity, when we lack that fulfilling career, yeah, that's that low-hanging fruit right there. I could go on a soapbox about that one, or when we don't engage in a regular spiritual practice with a higher power, when we aren't fulfilled by primary food, we often turn to secondary food to fill these voids. And this is very true. Just pay attention. Even take a moment to look into your life and see where perhaps, you know, you may have experienced this. I can't kid you. I've been guilty of this. I mean, I think everybody has. Again, like I said, returning to the main point about Louisiana and the term comfort food. I mean, hey, I've had my comfort food source, right? It makes you feel good. That's what it does. So instead of doing those things or engaging in those things 
that would fill that void that would actually help me emotionally and spiritually and mentally. I'm not doing that in primary food, so I turn to my secondary source of comfort food. This is what happens. We turn to secondary food to fill these voids, which again returns me to the point about Louisiana, where we here have one of the highest obesity rates in this nation. And one of the main reasons for this occurrence is because people are actually craving primary foods. That's what they're craving. But for a host of various unfortunate reasons, they can't get them. Whether it be because of, unfortunately, their socioeconomic status, I don't know, perhaps monetary or financial issues. There's a host of things. I mean, there could be some abuse, mental, physical, spiritual abuse, whatever. I mean, there's even spiritual abuse, people believe it. It happens in the church. But there's a host of reasons why we as human beings, we don't get what we need from our primary food. So then what happens? Again, like I said, we turn to secondary food. We're actually craving primary food, but we can't get it. So we turn to secondary food to compensate for this loss. And that's very obvious here in Louisiana, which again, back to one of the highest obesity rates is the reason why these people are overweight and they're more prone to suffer from diet-related disorders such as high blood pressure heart disease, cancer, diabetes. I mean, these are on the regular, not just here in Louisiana, but all across our nation. Hence the term again, comfort food, right? It makes us feel good. It provides what we can't access in our primary food. But you see, the thing about comfort food is that the comfort that it provides, it's very limited and it only lasts momentarily, keeping us coming back over and over again to these same unhealthy choices of food to keep that feeling of comfort going, while at the same time just making ourselves more and more unhealthy, i.e. obesity. This is what happens. So I'm saying all of this here to make the point that first and foremost, We need to retrain our minds to realize that there's more than one type of food. There's more than secondary foods, a food that you place on your plate. No, there's a primary form of food out there. And it's the kind that each and every one of us human beings literally craves each and every day of our lives. And we need to understand that, first of all, these two sources of food exist. And second of all, we need to really reflect on how important each is in our everyday lives. And that's why I strongly encourage you to not just listen to this message, but take this message that I'm giving you today and go off in your quiet space and really evaluate, really acknowledge, really be honest with yourself about where these two types of food stand in your life. Take some time to do that. Take some time to really say, you know, well, are there parts of the primary sources of food that I am really lacking in that perhaps I'm trying to compensate for their loss by stuffing myself with the food on my plate? This is the real deal, guys. And it's really something that people don't talk about. We sure don't talk about in healthcare at all. 
And this is one of the reasons, again, I'm so passionate about this because this is more than just medicating someone. This is really getting to the root cause of the problem. It is. And acknowledging that there are two types of food out there, you know, will help us really navigate that and get where we're trying to go, which is to a better way of life, to a more healthy life, to more optimal life. So I strongly encourage you today. I sure hope that if there's anything that you take away from this message in this podcast today is that you take away the desire to really be intentional about sitting down and thoroughly evaluating that these two forms of food do exist and taking it a step further and really figuring out how they exist in your life and where maybe you need to make some changes that will help you with your overall health. That's really the goal here. Because understanding how each affects you is the first step that you will take in the right direction of improving your overall health. Thank you for joining me this week. Before you go, make sure you subscribe to the podcast by hitting the subscribe button in your current app. That way, you'll get alerts right when we release new episodes so you won't miss a thing. And if you're enjoying the podcast, I'd love to ask you for a review in Apple Podcast. Reviews are one of the major ways Apple ranks their podcast. So it only takes a few seconds of your time to help make a difference. Thanks so much again for joining me, Pamela John Thomas, in this episode of the Pamela John Thomas Podcast. See you next time.